What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. As some of y'all may know, I have been supplementing some of Calder's feedings with Bobby over the past four months, and we have been loving it. One of the main reasons why we chose Bobby when we knew we were going to add formula to Calder's feeding is because of their high quality ingredients and simple recipe. As the only mom-led and founded infant formula company in the U.S. with an organic European-style recipe that meets all FDA standards, they continue to set the bar as the leading clean infant formula. And they recently have received the Clean Label Project Purity Award and pesticide-free certification. This is huge. And really what this means, the Clean Label Project, it evaluates products for substances that would never be found on the product label. So things like heavy metals, pesticide residues, and plasticizers. And the fact that Bobby received this award gives me the confidence as a parent and the peace of mind knowing that what Calder is getting and ultimately what's going into his body contains all the ingredients that his body needs and nothing that it doesn't. So if you're in need of a high quality formula to feed your baby, Bobby definitely has my stamp of approval. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash Bobby, B-O-B-B-I-E to order yours today and use promo code DylanMurphy10 so you can get 10% off. Welcome back to another episode of Food Freedom Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Maria Brigantino. And Maria is a certified change coach, an anti-diet advocate, a mama to two pups and two bonus kids. And after her own experience with anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating, she has grown a passion to really help other people find freedom from obsessive thinking about food and body weight and body image. So Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dylan, for having me on. I love your podcast. I love what you stand for and the the work that you're you're doing for so many people out there. So and I'm totally impressed that you you pronounce my last name perfectly (laughs) and it's as if you were Italian. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I, w- I would say I had a lot of practice, but I literally asked you right before we hit record, how do I pronounce this? So <laughs> I had about one second of practice, but it worked. <laughs> um, well, Maria, I would love to, to start just by having you tell our listeners a little more about yourself and your story and just kind of what's gotten you to where you are today. So I think my story is actually pretty reminiscent of a lot of women and people out there. You know, I I think I read the latest stat was something like 76% of women will have a struggle with food at some time in their lifetime. Um, And after working with women and and Dylan, maybe you have the same experience. What I have found is most people that I work with have struggled for more than 20 years in some Mm. shape, way or form. Yeah. And it usually starts sort of in that, you know, pre- pubescent sort of 10 year old mark 
that mm-hmm. our bodies start to change, our hormones start to change, and we get under the influence of other people. And we start to notice people commenting on weight and what you eat and your, you know, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're, a, you're a child and now you have a bum all of a sudden. Right. And that yeah. was my story too. And I think it's, it's a similar story to others. Um, a lot of the people that I work with and, and Dylan jump in here, what I see yeah. in a lot of the people that I work with is that a shared common feature is we have these sort of all or nothing personality mm-hmm. traits. Really yeah aim for perfectionism and that level of perfectionism um just made me a really successful dieter <laughs> unfortunately yeah. yeah and so that's, that i see that all the time yeah so that successful dieting led me to anorexia because then it was about doing it better and better and better and less mm-hmm. and less and less and of course i'm going to be really vulnerable here i loved the yeah. praise i loved mm-hmm. oh yeah good how'd you get so skinny that like fed Mm -hmm. something inside of me that Mm -hmm. came from a place of not knowing my own worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I love that you said, you said that because I think sometimes people don't understand like, well, why is complimenting someone's appearance, like someone's weight, a bad thing. Like if I say, Oh, you look so skinny. Have you lost weight? Why is that bad? And it's because of what you just said, like, you just, you never know what you're complimenting. Like, you don't know what someone did to get to that weight. Are they really sick? Have they been struggling with a lot of anxiety recently? Have they, you know, been crash dieting and doing behaviors where, you know, maybe you're complimenting an eating disorder without even realizing it? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, in an eating disorder, our body as maybe well, as you know, and some of our listeners probably have experienced, mm-hmm. it has two choices, live or die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my body, mm-hmm. thankfully, chose to live. And that mm-hmm. translated into binge eating because I was anorexic, which translated mm-hmm. yeah. then into bulimia because now I needed to restrict in a new way, mm-hmm. which then once I let go of the bulimia, um, translated into full-on binge eating because it now became a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... The thing that was interesting is in that whole journey, I looked to tons of experts about what they were saying, what other people were doing. And I would look to experts like you, and I want people to hear this and yeah. think that, oh, well, what Dylan is sharing can't possibly be true. Because yes, that what I eat in a day video of the girl that looks the same way that I looked when I. I was anorexic. That must be true. That's probably one of the most common conversations I have with clients of like, but is what you're saying really true? Do I really need to eat this much food or is what I'm doing really that bad? Because I see that girl on, you know, Instagram or TikTok eating this way. So what's wrong with that? Like she has 5 million followers and people seem to like that. Like, yeah, that I see that a lot. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Well, and it's so interesting because I would say in the last 18 months, the number of young women that I work with, talk to, um, has probably tripled. And the reason they're coming to me is it started with those videos. Well, I tried that diet 
and it worked for 30 days and I lost a bunch of weight. And then I started binge eating. And then, or they realized like, and then I started to feel, you know, so faint and I like would pass out when I'm working out or I would, you kind of hit that extreme of like, oh, wow, now this is really impacting my physical health. What am I supposed to do now? Yeah. And I, and, and that's our bodies telling us we want to live. We want to thrive. This isn't real. This isn't, this isn't sustainable. This is not sustainable for you and your body. Otherwise you wouldn't feel drained or lethargic or be thinking about peanut butter when you didn't even like peanut butter 30 days ago. So what, like for the person who may be listening, who can relate to what you said a minute ago around like, well, is what they're saying really true? Like, I feel like what that, you know, wellness influencer posted about what she's eating, like that feels true. Is this whole anti-diet food freedom, is that really true? What would you say to that person? So I would say that you have a unique body mm-hmm. and that there's always something to learn from, from every experience in life. Yeah. But take what you're seeing and hearing from an influencer, a little less literal. Yeah. Maybe there's something in that influencer's diet that you're like, oh, I've never tried that combination and you want to try that. Mm-hmm. That's great. But your body is going to tell you what your body needs. The other thing that I would say is we are influenced by society. Mm-hmm. And so are these the people I'm not saying don't follow certain people, but yeah. for every, for every diet plan that's out there, that's a, you know, an influencer that focuses on having very minimal food or nutrition in, in their life, there's another influencer that will show you how to be healthy and balanced. Mm-hmm. And what our mind does, and what I love about Dylan and I is that Dylan's got all of this knowledge around nutrition. And where I really focus on is the habit of our mind. Because mm-hmm. yeah. our minds get into this habit, right? We, we hear there's science that says like, we, are, we have 60,000 thoughts going through our minds every day. Like we, mm-hmm. we can't wow. even track of how many thoughts are coming through our mind and most of those are subconscious and most of them are habitual and they're habitual based on the information that is coming at us in society and that we've learned as children yeah so whether we realize it or not as we're scrolling through tiktok we're absorbing that stuff as we're scrolling through instagram we're absorbing it and then we have these subconscious thoughts that we don't even realize are are being manifested in our mind that influence our habits. So it's a a, a cautious alert of if you are, if you are following these, what I eat in a day, and it is causing psychological or physical or mental distress, that's an alarm clock to follow something else. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, if you have an awareness of your own emotions of your own, just kind of like, I don't know, like how you feel when you are on TikTok, when you leave, you know, your phone scroll from scrolling TikTok. Like if you notice stepping away and you're like, okay, now I feel more anxious. Now I'm like looking at my body more. I'm, you know, paying attention to my flaws or my, you know, things that I appear to be flaws. I am changing how I'm eating. Like 
I think those are good times to then assess like, okay, what energy am I taking in? Like, do I need to be following all of these people? Could I unfollow certain people, add different people in? And it's not even to say like, you know, speak negatively of the people that post those kind of videos. It's just they're maybe portraying disordered habits that don't necessarily serve you. Um, and, and it's hard because it can, some of those things can seem so innocent in a, in a way of like, well, they're just telling me what they ate for breakfast and lunch and their snacks and this and that. But that starts, like you said, to kind of get ingrained. And then you compare it to what you're eating of like, oh, well, she only had that for breakfast, but I usually have like three times as much as that. Am I eating too much? Like, do I need to change something? It's how those can end up kind of getting ingrained in our head and then make us change our own big choices. Yeah. And so let's take that, let's take that a step further, right? So we modify our diet that way. And then all of a sudden our pants are feeling a little looser, right? Mm. As we're all living in the pandemic yeah. and everybody's concerned about how their pants are fitting. And then people yeah. are complimenting you innocently. And so you go, Oh, well, that really worked. Now, what if I left yeah. the raspberries off of, or took out the oats from mm -hmm. the, the parfait yeah. in the morning? then what would that do? And all of a sudden we're in this very innocent cycle where we're now thinking a lot about our food, our food choices and our body. And that is yeah. the alarm clock, just as, as you're pointing out, Dylan, the, that, that's, that's, the, that's the beginning of an unhealthy relationship with food because it shouldn't take yeah. up that much of your thinking. Mm, yes. Yes. And that, I, I love that you mentioned that too, because I, talk about that with my clients of like the goal isn't that you're just never going to think about food again because obviously we need food for survival like it is important but it yeah. shouldn't consume all of your thoughts like it shouldn't always be the first thing you think about when you wake up the last thing you think about when you go to bed like what you're thinking about throughout the day it should just be kind of throughout like okay what do I want for breakfast today or I'm really excited for we're going to dinner tonight like that's what I would say more like normal food thoughts look like, but then they start gravitating towards like excessive food thoughts when it's more, even like you described like, I'm thinking about peanut butter and like, I didn't even like peanut butter 30 days ago. Or like now I'm obsessing over what I ate and wondering if it was too much or not enough, or, you know, what do I do? Do I need to have, when do I need to eat lunch? And that just get even like describing that, it's like that gets exhausting, like, because that becomes your full-time job basically. Yeah. And so if you're noticing those behaviors, if you're checking menus before you get out, if you're avoiding social events, if you're deciding like, yeah, okay, you know, I, I used to socially drink before and now I'm not going to do that. Like if you're having any of those behavior changes, just question, just ask yourself, what have I been consuming lately? What have I been surrounding myself with? And who else is out there? Do I, do I need to listen to more food freedom with Dylan? What else yeah. could I surround? No, but really like what mm -hmm. else can I surround myself with? Yeah. Because there are other messages to get more balance. And the earlier we catch on, the, the easier it is to get out of that pattern because it literally is just a habit. Yeah. And habits are much easier to break when they're like early on versus okay, I've been doing this for the past 18 months. Now this is like a deeply ingrained habit that I need, that is still obviously possible to break, but it's going to be much easier to break two weeks in versus, you know, basically two years in. Yeah. And can I just like, this is my point of view. I'm just going to say this. Yeah. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really eats like that in a day every day. Yeah. Yeah, please, <laughs> please. I, I absolutely agree. And that's something that's so important for people to hear is with social media, even beyond what I eat a day videos, but with those videos, it's not always reality. Like social media oftentimes is just people putting, you know, their best foot forward. You're not seeing what happened five minutes ago, what happened five minutes later. And, you know, if someone's posting a what I eat in the day video, who knows if that's all that they ate or they ate, you know, twice as much. Because yeah, a lot of times I see those videos. I'm like, if I ate that, I would be so hungry and like not satisfied because that doesn't even look good. Like, what are they eating? I'd be passed out. Uh, at one of yeah. at one of the stages of my journey, I got really into uh, bodybuilding and uh, and bikini mm. competitions and all that kind of stuff. And at that mm. time, YouTube was just getting. Um, popular with these videos and it was people videotaping the version of what I eat in a day back then and I'm aging myself was yeah. repeat videos and so mm. they would show you what they ate in a day and it would be like 30,000 calories at the end Gosh. and these uh-huh. were their refeeds right and and that mm. trend actually stopped because a lot of these influencers said like people were thinking that that's actually how I eat every day and that was like once mm. every six months and I had this guidance yeah. and these sports. And that's not, that's Mm. actually not even healthy. And so in our society, we see like this, like weird pendulum, like swing, like Mm. six years ago, the videos were like 30,000 calories. Now it's like, now it's like, how can I consume as little as possible and pretend Mm. that this is how I eat every single day? Yes. Mm. And make it appear like I have this blissful life and everything is great. Because I think that's what, like, as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking through, like, what even draws people, like, when they're watching those videos, what's the thing that clicks for them of, like, ooh, that's what I need to do. That's going to bring me happiness and joy, and that's going to make my life complete if I eat like that. Because I think it's also in those videos being portrayed, like, I'm, like, happier than ever. I'm living this great life. I love my body. Like, all of these things are great but we don't know that to be true either because we don't see, you know, the other 23 hours of the day for that person. Yeah. You don't know what they've gone through before and after how many takes of that video they had to take, how much editing yeah. went into that video, how many days it actually took them to record that video. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let's call it for what it is. They're influencers. They're making money off of that video. So if we were like in TV and camera, like we would look like, you know, beautiful rock stars all the time, but yeah. <laughs> that would be our job. But we're like, just, mm-hmm. you know, but we're like, okay, no, we're, we're just like regular, normal people. Yeah. Normal we're people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Normal people. So, uh, so I, you know, I think at, at the end of the day, like I would just question just for a second, why am I finding this so interesting? Like what, like, like TikTok, like we all get into the TikTok vortex mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Uh, I joke like yes. my husband who's oh, not yes. social media gets on the TikTok uh-huh. vortex on my phone sometimes. So, <laughs> yes. you know, like it happens to us, but if we're looking for someone to answer something for us, mm-hmm. What is it about that experience that's showing us that maybe there's something that we're disconnected to in ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. That we think whatever this like fix that they're showing 
is going to help me. Like if I make that tweak, if I look, if I looked like she does, then, you know, my life would be so much better. Yeah. And I think even thinking about social media in general, it's easy to forget like the Instagram, TikTok, like they know what they're doing. The algorithm, like they know how to put things in your feed. Like if you watch a what night eat in the day video, three days later, your TikTok feed is going to be all what I eat in the day video. It's like, it, it knows somehow. And that's scary in and of itself. But I think that even kind of like shifting to like how, how we can use social media for good, because I think there is great benefits about social media. Absolutely. And I think even within this conversation, I think it can be good for people to take time to assess, like, what does my relationship with social media look like? Do I need to take a break? Do I need to unfollow people? Like, what do I need to do? But, but even thinking about like the good, how social media can help support someone's journey to food freedom and, and healing and making peace with their body. Um, and what are ways you think like you've seen that for yourself or for clients that you work with, like how can social media be used for good? It's all about the messages that you surround yourself with. Right. So, so get, so if you're seeing those messages, like, you know, check out some other hashtags like anti-diet diet mission, right? Like whatever it is that's speaking to you. Um, you know, when I was in the bodybuilding world, I had to start to change, like, you know, to more body positive, um, so that you can, so I could start to see, we have to really matter what physically my body looks like, you know, health can come in all shapes and sizes. And I know sometimes people go, Oh, but then we take that too far and we want to be healthy. You know, like I, I, like we're not, I don't think any of us can define what happiness looks like for somebody, what health looks like like good, bad. There is no good and bad, but if you're, finding yourself in a negative cycle and you know if you're finding yourself in a negative cycle Dylan you explained it perfectly you're starting to check out things that you never checked out before and notice things yeah. that you never noticed before you're for yeah. sure in a negative cycle so oh, yeah look out you know just the same way as you found those videos go find something that is more positive I'm sure between you and I people could email us and we yeah. could give them a list of 20 people to start oh, yes. following right now right yes yes oh yes because there's I mean there's plenty of great accounts out there which again is one of the like wonderful things about social media um I think it's just remembering like okay I can choose who I allow to show up in my feed and I can unfollow people and I was even talking with a client yesterday like I've seen in this anti-diet space and in this like, you know, body positive, respecting your body, there are still some people that are, that can kind of be almost like right on the fence of like, they're talking about being anti-diet, but then they're also sharing a lot of like weight loss things and where it's like, they're kind of telling two messages at the same time. And I've even told my clients, like, you know, sometimes you may be following someone that you think is going to be really supportive for your journey. And then they post a few things and you're like, wait, that's not helpful. And it's okay to unfollow them. Like, it's okay if you add someone in that you think is going to help. And then you realize that doesn't support me. And again, it it doesn't mean anything negatively about that person. It's just deciding for yourself. Like, is this person going to help get me where I need to be? Are they going to help me in this journey of, you know, making peace with food or 
you know, staying confident with my body or are they going to you know, shift me back to where I was? And so Dylan, I love this conversation because my sort of ninja tip on, on this is if I look at, if I look at three posts of, the, of a person and I feel mm-hmm. tension and everybody feels tension yeah. a little bit different, like mine's in my throat, uh-huh. right? Like you feel yeah. like I unfollow them. If I feel mm-hmm. a little more relaxed, like, oh, like life is a little yeah. easier. I keep reading. I keep engaging. That is the person mm-hmm. I follow. And so yeah. you don't even have to analyze it. It's respond to your body. Your body will tell you, is this good for me or not? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And it's taking the time to listen to that. Because like you said, we all know what that feels like, what that tension, uneasiness feels like for ourselves. It's just recognizing that and knowing like, okay, I can hit unfollow. I don't have to keep following this person. And then I think the big shift there is noticing how that then can impact the rest of your day. Like if I get on social media... And I have a lot of accounts I follow that are uplifting, that support, like are supportive that I feel like that can set the mood for the rest of my day versus going on and, you know, having so many posts that fill me with like comparison and feeling like I'm doing something wrong. That's going to impact the whole rest of my day. Absolutely. And if right now this conversation just feels totally confusing to you and you're like, I don't even know what to do. That's a good indicator of just break right? Take a break, disconnect. When you come back with fresh eyes, with fresh perspective, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to tell your, to, to listen to your body when we're caught up in thought and thinking Mm -hmm. and like, what to do next, what to do next. And and, on all that energy, that hyped up energy, Mm -hmm. sometimes really hard to be, to, to listen. So if you're caught up, take a break. Yeah. That's so good. And then coming back with like, fresh your eyes to see like what even I love like asking clients with specific things like what do you want your relationship with blank to look like so like what do you want your relationship with social media to look like and taking time to reflect on that like do I want social media to be a place that uplifts me where maybe I get fun recipe ideas and I see like cute puppies and I see that like what do I want to see on my social media feed and then how can I create that because I can curate my feed how I want it to be and again like I've said it may take cutting people like unfollowing people adding people in um but knowing you know it's it's your Instagram account it's your TikTok account like you can follow people who support you and who bring you life instead of people who kind of bring you down yeah and and really like we're here to, to support people in their journeys wherever mm-hmm. they are and however For that sure. looks to them. But ultimately y- you decide your own journey, right? Like as a person, mm-hmm. I, and I love that, that you're sharing, like, what do you want that relationship to be with social media, with your body, with food? Like how much do you want it to consume your life? We're not here yeah. to judge that. There is no judgment about that. But if it's mm-hmm. causing stress, if it's yeah. causing a lot of thinking, if it's impacting your relationships, if it impacts mm-hmm. who you see, how you see them, mm-hmm. you know, if you're starting to self-isolate, those are mm-hmm. often signs that maybe you're consuming the wrong things. Not that they're wrong, but yeah. that you're consuming things that are yeah. keeping you stuck in that thinking. Yeah. And not supporting you. Um, because everyone is so different. Like someone may be able to see what I eat in a day videos and it not impact them. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But you may realize for your own journey, like, okay, these don't help me. 
So I need to unfollow this account. Um, I'm curious for people who are listening, who may be hearing and kind of thinking like, okay, I really do like one, maybe need to reassess social media, how I use it, but also just kind of my relationship with my body and food. Um, and I love that you bring in more of that, like mindset perspective. Like I would love to know what would even be like a place for someone to start if they're listening and they're like, okay, I want to get to a place where I do have freedom from that like obsessive thoughts around food and my body and how I look, but I don't know where to get started. Like, what can I do? Um, and I know obviously it's different for everyone, but what would be just like one or two kind of general things you may recommend? So I always recommend for people to start noticing the thinking that is showing up in their mind. Mm -hmm. So, cause oftentimes we don't even, we're not aware of really like those, those, those thoughts show up and we yeah. just take them as truth. Mm. And so one, start noticing those messages Two, start asking yourself, are those things really true? Because yes. the way the mind works, the mind is habitual. And mm. what I always share with people is the yes it's attached to us like thinking our mind is and our head is attached to us i get that yeah but the thinking in our mind is not personal the thinking mm -hmm. in our mind that shows up is repetition it's habit from hearing it so many times from maybe believing mm -hmm. it at some point from acting yeah. on it but our mm -hmm. thinking we don't actually make we don't make decisions from our thinking we make decisions from our intuition we think we yeah, make decisions good. from our head yeah. We don't. So, so one, it's notice how much thinking is going through you. How much of that feels very personal and true. Third thing is, what if I took it a little less personal? I think even on that topic, like, I think it's so easy for people to have a thought and just immediately assume it's true. And like we talked about at the beginning, if someone's been dieting since they were, let's say eight years old, and that's all they've ever known, that's what their mom did, that's just, they've all, always known dieting. It's so easy for them to believe those thoughts to be true. If you know they've never had an experience where they felt confident in their body, or they always saw their mom complain about her body, they're going to believe all those things to be true instead of approaching it more with curiosity of like, okay, I just had that thought about my body, but what if that's not true? What, what if that's not true? And then how do I move forward from that? How do I not let that thought impact me or carry as much weight as I've let it in the past? Um, I love that because it's easy for us to assume like any thought I have is just fact. It's true. Well, and so here's another little kind of like ninja trick that, that I use with clients yeah. is like, so we have, we have thinking when we, when we have an experience and a feeling, our physiology, our body only holds that like experience feeling for 60 seconds. Our mind keeps it alive for way yeah. beyond that for decades, right? Mm. Or sometimes our whole yeah. lives when actually the physiological experience is 60 seconds. So mm. what thought? could be so scary that you could not live with it for 60 seconds. Mm, yeah. Right. You can pause, yeah. you can take a pause and not act on the thing that your mind is, is saying mm -hmm. anybody can. Mm -hmm. 
the but the and sometimes it it feels really real and intense for a longer period of time because it feels like a really real message. But once we start to see it, once we start to build confidence in ourselves that, oh, I didn't have to do that thing that my mind tells me that I have to do when, you know, I didn't have to pick up my body just because my mind told me to do that when I wake up. Eventually what happens is that thought just does not show up, right? And for science nerds, like probably like us, that's called neuroplasticity. But really, it's just recognizing that that is just thinking. It has no meaning. That's good. And then, you know, taking a step further to see like, okay, well, how do I help prevent those untrue thoughts from showing up? Or how do I challenge those untrue thoughts? And I think that's the the connection back to social media of, okay, well, if I'm having these negative thoughts, what is helping feed those negative thoughts? Where are these coming from? And obviously social media is only one piece of the puzzle. There's so many other things that could lead to it, but just recognizing in your own life, like what are things I can like declutter to help prevent these untrue thoughts from showing up in the first place or to help me challenge these untrue thoughts? What do I need to you know, get rid of? What do I need to add into my life to to really solidify what's true, what's not true. Maria, I feel like I could talk about this topic forever because I love talking about all things like food freedom, but especially I feel like social media because it is, I mean, it's so prevalent. It's a part of pretty much everyone's life, I feel like. Um, And I think, again, it's easy to think like we have talked about, like it's easy to think social media is just all bad and that's not true at all. And that's, you know, not what either of us are saying. It can be such a great tool, but it's making sure, am I setting this up to be a supportive tool or is this just making my journey even worse? Is this keeping me stuck? Yeah, exactly. So where can people find you if they want to learn more about you, um, work with you, follow along with you, where can people find you? Well, since we're talking about social media, you can follow yeah. me at empath, so M-P-A-T-H dot C-A. Uh-huh. And every Wednesday I go live at uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. So if you have a question, you want some real live coaching in the yeah. moment, hop on, have a conversation um, or send awesome. me a DM and I'll answer that in a Wednesday live for you. But let's connect on social media. Let's, you know, we're, yeah. it's a perfect place to connect and start. Um, yeah. And if you want some tips on other people, to, you know, to connect with or accounts to follow, mm-hmm. DM me and we'll have a chat. Yeah, that is great. So the last question I like to ask all our guests just on this topic of food freedom and really making peace with food is what your favorite food memory is. So I lived in Italy as a child until I was seven and we yeah. lived in a really small town and we truly had a chocolatier in the town. Oh like my gosh. A real uh, chocolatier. And yeah. uh, I went back about five years ago. He was much older. And so now it's a gelato yeah. bar. So it's not quite the same. But uh, so my my favorite like food memory is literally stopping by that chocolate shop every day after mm-hmm. school. He would give me a little yeah. And so chocolate holds a very uh, special place yeah. in my heart. Uh, I love that. And I bet that was very good chocolate. <laughs> it is. And now I'm a little bit of um, a snob chocolate snob. I will yeah, not I'm deal sure. with the low quality chocolate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I feel like once you have like the high quality, it's like, okay, I can tell a difference. <laughs> it's not as good. Exactly. Uh, 
gosh. Well, Maria, thank you so much for taking time um, to chat with me today. I know a lot of people are really going to enjoy this conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show, Dylan. And uh, we can't wait to see you on social media for whoever's Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the Free Method Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review. That helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at Free Method Nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.